It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is August 3rd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Another warm one. 90 degrees yesterday in the greater Portland area. I went outside yesterday. Uh, I got my shoes on after I had a little bite to eat to go take care of my backyard plants. And Scott says, no, I've already taken care of that. Oh, that's nice. Well, but it's kind of my time to talk with my plants and to commune with nature. And I didn't get that opportunity. And he goes, you can go water the front plants. I didn't get to those. Hello, Marigolds. How are are you today? It's nice to see you. (laughs) Any bugs bothering you today? (laughs) That's right. Let me help you. Uh, Yes, I'm very happy because my uh, wife goes out and waters in the morning, so I don't have to do as much in the afternoon. Although I did yesterday because it was so warm. I gave the tomato plants a little extra water yesterday afternoon because they looked a little sad, a little droopy. Now, aren't you like harvesting your tomatoes yet? Oh, no. No? Not yet. They're still green on the vine. Okay. So my guess is if this weather keeps up, which it looks like it's going to, probably another week, another two weeks before they're ready to go, I'm guessing. I don't know of that for a fact. This is a new a new breed. I was going to say, what variety of yes. tomatoes are coming up today? So typically, I put in just the um, sun gold, the, okay. the little the, like the cherry size. Oh, okay. Tomatoes, as I like to call them. Is that yes. is that the higher level breeding higher level. of tomatoes? That's you got to right. call them by their right name. The tomatoes. These are larger ones. And so I'm trying to remember the name of them now. They're kind of an off-breed name. I okay. can't think of them right now. Like a, uh, what do they call those? Um, can't think of the terminology right now. Okay. A hybrid. A hybrid. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm not quite sure how long it's going to take them to ripen. We will find out. You know what? I'll let you know. <laughs> Why did I you know, let me know? I know Because I'm be so waiting. concerned. Yes. So, but they're looking good. Yeah, okay. I, I'm very pleased. They once they came on, now they're growing. They're getting big. Very nice. Yes. I didn't do anything else this year other than the raspberries grew, and we just we never we rarely bring them in. Yep. We had more this year, but mo- for the most part, we just pick and eat mm-hmm. right off the vine. Yeah, so. we do too. We freeze because there's we had so many. You've got a lot. Got a lot. So use them. I mentioned this before. Use them for smoothies. Okay. And so they taste. You very and that good. healthy lifestyle, That's David. It. That's all I you, do. I'm going to grow up to be just like you someday. All I eat are <laughs> raspberries and tomatoes. That's it. <laughs> and your skin is. Turning a nice shade of, right. of orange. It, it is. Like that. So uh, it will be a little, it looks like a little cooler today, 87, and maybe a little cool. You were mentioning this, maybe not quite as hot over the weekend. So I've got the big event. Now, as it gets closer, I'm getting a little more and more nervous because Patrick keeps throwing out these things that he did when he was the MC. You're talking to Our Lady of Our Peace. Our Lady of Peace yeah. retreat barbecue that's coming up on Sunday. So I've been watching it because I'm taking the helm this year as the MC and yesterday you know I've been watching it as as the day arrived in mm-hmm. the uh forecast right yeah, you can right. look ahead it was in the 80s then it hit 90 then it was up to like 94 95 well, now it's ticked back to the upper 80s All right. for Sunday. Yeah. So I'm going to cross my fingers, pray to the angels that guard <laughs> the weather, and hope that it is a... I, 
89 is is doable for sure. And of course, that's the hottest part of the day, which is four or five o'clock. And we'll have our bellies full and the plates cleaned up by then. I I was just looking to see who the saint is on the 6th. But it's actually the transfiguration of the Lord. It is. Remember when I talked to Sister Anne Marie, I said, we're going to transfigure our figure (laughs) uh, on the transfiguration. I like that. (laughs) So are you going to have a microphone and PA system? Apparently so. And now I've got to play music. That's what Patrick told me yesterday. I've got to actually be, you know, in charge of the the discs and everything. Sure. You you have (laughs) records? I don't know. Wow. I got to see that. I've got to remember. Remember the Spotify passwords. I think I'm going to get it set up down yeah. there. Well, let's go over your set list Okay. before uh, the weekend. I'm going to just bring my list here from yeah. the morning. It'll be a morning blend set list Okay. Uh, for people who hopefully they'll be familiar with all of our, you know, PJ Anderson, Matt Marr, sure. Dana Catherine. So if you go online and you probably can Google best picnic songs, and I guarantee you something will come up. With okay. all of the different songs. So what are what are the best picnic songs you should be spinning? I'll be taking requests, too, from those gathered. So yes. that'll be fun, too. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. What do you have coming up today? Well, David Bishop Barron takes the stage at World Youth Day to address American pilgrims. But many from around the world, they also wanted to join the group to cheer, pray, and share their faith. All right. I'm so excited today. I can hardly wait to get home. You know why? Why? The first NFL game of the season oh, is tonight. How could I forget? <laughs> I know. It's so... Anyway, it's that time of year. Look at that. It's just August, and we're already uh, playing a little football, so uh, we'll have that for you. Now it really feels like August is over. It's yeah. the third, but we already got NFL yeah. going. There you go. We got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to start things today with Curtis Steven. No Ordinary Day. And you are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I wake up so early in the morning I yawn and wipe the sleep from my eyes I wake to see the brand new day is dawning Filled up with new graces from on high Hope floats on the winds of the morning Birds singing for a God who does provide Song dry eyes beneath the wings of eagles My heart beats for it's great to be alive What was lost in your mercy has been found The trees are swaying to the rhythms of redemption 
That is Curtis Steven and No Ordinary Day. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this No Ordinary Day. It's a Thursday, so thank you for joining us. So we're going to talk sacramentals, not sacraments, but sacramentals with Father Rolf right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matredayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS app store, Google Play, or MaterDayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 714 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a beautiful day today. Now, they're saying there might be some patchy fog out there. Now, I don't see any in our uh, area, but uh, just a warning to you, you might run into some later today. Going to be 87 degrees, your high under sunny skies. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 61, and then maybe a little hazy tomorrow for Friday, high of 88. 
Currently, it is 63 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 63 degrees at St. Juan Diego Church in Portland. There are countless books about the sacraments, but few books about sacramentals. And these powerhouses of grace are often overshadowed, but should not be overlooked. Well, there's a new book out that will help you understand various types of sacramentals and receive the abundance graces that overflow from their use. Sacramentals, Their Meanings and Spiritual Use, out by Sophia Institute Press. The author, Father Ralph Vyman, he has succeeded in closing this gap by striking a proper balance between the natural and the supernatural, between reason and revelation. Father Ralph is joining me today all the way from Germany. Good morning, Father Vyman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Radio Matade. It's wonderful to have you. You said good morning, although I know it's just, well, right around your supper time. So I appreciate so much joining us today and talk about these wonderful gifts, these sacramentals that are given to us to use to help strengthen our faith. For our listeners, give us a just that definition of what is a sacramental and how they have become used in uh, our church. Sacramentals contain usually three elements, so it's easy to remember. The first one is it's always a sacred sign. For example, the sign of the cross or the hands which you lay on someone and so forth. It's always a sacred sign. Then the second one is they signify effects, particularly of a spiritual kind. So they produce spiritual effects of healing, for example, of liberation, of different types of grace and so forth. So they can be a powerful help for your daily life when you make, for example, the sign of the cross and so forth. And the third one, they are obtained through the intercession of the church. So the whole church is somehow involved here. So the intercession power of the church is present whenever you use the sacramentals. And for that reason, it's so important that you know how they work and that you use them in your daily life. Father, we use these sacramentals daily life. I think for me, one of the first things I think about is the rosary. Is that is that what a sacramental is, or does it is it beyond just the item itself? You said the hands or the water. What are those things then that are sacramentals that we use every day? Oh, the rosary is a sacramental, as well as, for example, the miraculous medal and so forth. And how do they turn into a sacramental? It's a very interesting question. So by a blessing. So they are blessed by a priest usually or a bishop, a cleric. And through the blessing, they, that's the sacred sign, they signify effects and produce a spiritual effect. So the person who uses the rosary, a blessed rosary, can obtain certain graces just by using them. How this works is all explained in this book. The name of that book is Sacramentals, Their Meaning and Spiritual Use. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. Father Ralph Vyman is joining me today. He's the author of that book. Well, there are some le- some different kinds of blessings. I have seen a, a priest bless a rosary with a, a, a simple sign of the cross over it. Wedding bands are blessed during a ceremony. And then there are things that go a little bit further like the scapular, there is actual enrollment prayers that go along with it. Does every sacramental have a unique blessing for whatever it happens to be in order for it to receive that full 
grace that that it's meant to provide. The general principles can be applied to all sacramentals. And the general principles are usually two. One is, the first is you purify. For example, you want to bless an object, so you purify it first. You would do the same if you would use a cup, right? So you won't use a cup that is dirty in order to drink, uh, we as Germans would say, a beer, for example, right? No, you would use a clean cup. And so you're the same. So the sacramental usually cleans first, so that there might be any contamination from the evil spirit or other things. And then the second is you invoke the sanctifying grace. And this is the principal structure which should be applied, should be applied for all sacramentals. And then, of course, the scapula has a specific, a specific blessing, a different one than the miraculous medal, for example. And that's due to the tradition. I said at the beginning that the intercessory power of the church or the church's intercession is always present in each sacramental. So they developed within the tradition of the church. Now, a scapula, for example, is blessed according to the Camelite tradition, which is a very powerful tradition in which you are part of this big community, a community visible on earth and invisible in heaven. And all this intercedes for us whenever you bless this according to the indicated um, prayers. For that reason, the prayers are also approved by the church, especially by Rome, by the, by the Roman church. So usually they have to be approved by the church in order to be used. And whenever when these elements come together and the faithful use them with faith, really with faith and they participate in it, then they can obtain spiritual graces of any kind. Father Weiman, sacramentals can often be mistook as a, like an amulet, that just by having it or holding it, there's the power. What is our response for those who use these things? You mentioned the miraculous medal. I have one around my neck that I wear every day. What is my then responsibility in order to wear this and have faith that it will, will provide for me the blessing and graces that it is intended? The sacramentals work totally differently from the sacraments. The sacraments work by the fact that the writers perform. So Christ is present and he's the one acting within the sacraments. Now, within the sacramental, it's different. It's due to the action and prayer of the church of the person who receives the blessing or who wears the medal. In other words, it's not enough just like uh, as um, an amulet, as you just said, just to wear it. No, you have to live a life that corresponds to Christ's commandments. If you do so, if you live a life that corresponds to a living relationship with Jesus Christ, then, then, only then, these sacramentals can unfold a tremendous amount of grace and will support you in your daily life. But that's the way how it works. So no magical practice, no magical understanding. First of all, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your own, as your Savior and Redeemer. And if you do so, then these sacramentals will add other elements that are very important for your daily life. Oh, I appreciate that for our daily life. So many things that we do just really bring us the grace to have these gifts, these sacramentals, again, gifts from God that we give praise for. Father, I give thanks for your time today. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. And before we end our conversation today, will you end us in prayer and your priestly blessing? Yes, I'd like to invoke the Holy Spirit because he's the one who is supposed to guide us. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, 
and you will renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. Lord, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you have taught the hearts of your faithful. In the same spirit, grant us to be truly wise and ever to rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and everyone who is listening to Radio Mata Dei. Uh, thank you so much, and God bless you, too. Again, that is Father Ralph Weiman. The name of his book, Sacramentals, Their Meaning and Spiritual Use. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Sophia, purchase a book for yourself. You will find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. That no, hail. no, David, it's yes. Radio Mater Day. Radio Mater Day. <laughs> Thanks, Father Ralph. Appreciate that. Hail Mary Media app, you haven't got it yet, please do. It is free, and that's a very good price. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and sign up for customized prayer reminders all available on the free Hail Mary media app. Find out more and how to download right on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. A letter to all the faithful, the gift that is ours. Oh, to have a Father in heaven, how glorious and holy and great that is. Oh, to have a spouse in heaven, how holy, beautiful, and lovable. Oh, to have such a brother, how holy and how beloved, how pleasing and lowly, peaceful and sweet and lovable and desirable above all things. And oh, to have such a son who laid down his life for his sheep and who prayed to the Father for us, saying, Holy Father, keep those you have given me true to your name. A Reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 in Mater Day Radio, and the Oregon Health Plan system has been breached. We'll have the details for you in the news. And the prices are up. 
and pancakes are out. The Clark County Fair begins this weekend and slight changes hopefully won't keep you away from the Midway. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Jackie Bisson, Touch the Sky. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. When fortune lies beyond the stars Those desert heights too fast to climb I got so hard to fall so far But I found heaven is love's one
That is Jackie Bisson and Touch the Sky. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour from Lisbon, Portugal, Pope Francis on Wednesday reflected on the urgency of taking up again the prayer of adoration before the tabernacle to recover the taste and passion for evangelization, he said in a message addressed to bishops, priests, deacons, consecrated women, religious and seminarians. He said, I would like to ask a question here, but each one should answer it interiorly. How do I pray? Like a parrot? Blah, 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 blah. Or take a nap in front of the tabernacle because I don't know how to talk to the Lord. Only in adoration, only before the Lord can the taste and passion for evangelization be recovered, the pontiff said during his August 2nd homily for Vespers. Using the example of a young saint from Lisbon, St. John of Brito, he recalled that all Catholics are called to immerse our nets in the time in which we live to dialogue with everyone to make the gospel understandable, even when we so do so may run the risk of a storm. So Pope Francis really did say. He really did say, <laughs> blah, blah. blah. I'm going to try to find that audio because I think that would be brilliant yeah. to have just in case we need that. Love to hear that. Well, if you're a member of the Oregon Health Plan, a heads up, hackers have breached the computer system of a technology contractor to the Oregon Health Plan and gained access to the personal information of as many as 1.7 million clients. PH Tech said the breach probably took place on May 30th. The information gained through the hack is believed to include names, birth dates, social security numbers, mailing and email addresses, as well as health records. Dave Baden, interim director at the Oregon Health Authority, is urging OHP members to activate credit monitoring as a precaution. This is the second time hackers have accessed Oregon's personal data through the software. The Oregon Department of Transportation announced in June that the state DMV had fallen victim to the hackers and that all holders of Oregon driver's licenses could have their personal information breached. A federal jury in Pennsylvania has decided in favor of the death penalty for Robert Gregory Bowers, the man convicted of murdering 11 people in Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue in 2018, the deadliest single attack on a Jewish community in the history of the United States. Bowers wounded six others, including four police officers in the attack. He took as many as six months to plan. The case took more than four years to come to trial, owing to a complicated series of legal issues, including applicable federal statutes, competence of the defendant to stand trial, and admissibility of certain evidence. Bishop David Zubik of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, who personally knew three of the victims, issued a statement on Wednesday saying he hopes Wednesday's verdict will bring closure to so many pain on the victim's family, to all our Jewish sisters and brothers, and on all in southwestern Pennsylvania community and beyond. He goes on to say, my heart and the prayer of all the people of the Diocese of Pittsburgh are with those who lost loved ones and experienced trauma due to the massacre. Now, the Oregonian newspaper are going to be making some changes. Beginning January 1st, the paper will no longer print on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, bringing an end to 142 years of daily print publications. 
Newspaper will continue to publish digital editions of it, but the stories on Oregon Live seven days a week will continue. Company moved to four-day-a-week home delivery a decade ago. It continued to print a small run of papers on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, primarily for newsstand sales. At the time, newsstand sales were about 15000 a day. Today, that number of so-called single-copy sales have dwindled to about 3600 It's been a tough run for the print industry as the Internet and other digital platforms have taken over readership, affecting hundreds of newspapers across the country. I saw it was I can't believe if it was a video. I think it I forget what I was watching, but it was showing on a subway train in New York City in like the 1960s and the ridership, everybody holding a newspaper, a newspaper and reading. And then it showed today, phones, everyone holding a phone and reading. So yeah. it kind of shows you. I guess this is where I really will put myself in the old timer category. I love reading a print newspaper. Me too, yeah. And just the sound of the crack of a fresh paper, mm-hmm. bent backwards, folded over. I know. It's wonderful. But I, I get that. Yeah. You know, we're saving paper, trying to save the earth, and you can get all that news right at your phone. Times change. Prices are up and free pancakes are out, but the slogan for this year's Clark County Fair promises that it is still where farm meets fun. The fair's return last year after a two-year pandemic pause met an appreciative audience. Attendance in 2022 reached over 285,000 people. That's about 14% higher than the last fair before COVID. Well, this year's fair begins tomorrow. Wow, look at that. Yeah, it continues through August 13th. Brings a few tweaks. Now, adult admission is up from eleven twenty-five to an even $12 this year. And gone is the free pancake breakfast that has been a tradition on opening day of the Clark County Fair since at least 1989. Fred Meyer, which took over sponsorship of opening day breakfast, decided earlier this year to forego the free flapjacks in favor of writing a check to the Clark County Food Bank, which is what the free pancake drive uh, supports. Now, supermarket chain is still sponsoring free admission on opening day. Today is the last day to snag a coupon at participating Fred Meyer stores. That's redeemable for free entry into the fair between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. tomorrow. Now, if you're going to park up there, you're going to add to all of that $8. But C-Trans, again, is running that free shuttle. David, that is the way me and the family would go. Oh, okay. We go right over to Vancouver Mall, pick up the, the free trans up to the fairgrounds, oh, yeah. drops you off right at the gate. It's real easy That's to do. A great way to do it. Uh, as far as the grandstand is concerned, listen to this opening weekend, David. Friday, August 4th. Trace Atkins is playing. All right. That's free seating. Oh. On Saturday, August 5th, George Thorogood and the Destroyers at 7 o'clock, free seating. And on Sunday, Blue Oyster Colt at wow. 7 o'clock, free seating. Are any of those original guys still alive? <laughs> <laughs> sure. That, Absolutely. They are going to rock that grandstand. Of course, my favorite is the Mutton Bustin'. Uh, that's always a lot of fun watching kids riding those sheep around. That's a little <laughs> bit funny. That'd be fun. And the tough trucks. Yeah. I love watching those little tough trucks run you, around that. You know what George Thorogood is? Uh, one scotch, no. one beer, one good time. What no. is that song? He's Bad to the Bone. 
bad to the bone. That's right. Yeah, that's right. the other song though he sings too. Oh, he does. Yeah, one scotch, one whiskey, be- one beer. That's it. Yeah. Thank you very much. There you go. Fantastic. Well, so August is the fair time of Oregon State Fair. Usually at the end of this month, but you know it goes along with August. Oh, I just got goosebumps. David, I was wondering why you came in with shoulder pads and black under your eyes. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Believe it or not, the NFL preseason starts tonight. It's the annual Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. Features the New York Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. Broadcast time, 5 p.m. on NBC. It will be the Browns' sixth time playing in the Hall of Fame game. Their most recent appearance in Canton came in 1999. Jets have played twice in Canton, but not since 1992. So maybe the biggest question leading into tonight's contest is, will the New York Giants, or excuse me, the New York Jets' new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, play? That was happened over the offseason? That's right. Green Bay Packers traded Rodgers to the Jets. He's still wearing green. (laughs) That's true. Just, Just a different shade of green. So I don't know if he'll play. We'll see. Maybe he'll get in for a snap or two. But, yeah, that's, I'm kind of anxious to see that, just to see if he does play. He has got to throw that first pass Yeah, for his team, just to kind of so. usher in his era for the Jets. Yeah. So, well, okay. Yeah, so the Hall of Fame game, you know, there's not a lot of the starters play. Like I said, it's kind of a, one of those games where you get, get a lot of the Second and third stringers in there. So. They're still working out the cobwebs uh, yeah, from the offseason, I think. Needless to say... It is football tonight. The U.S. bishops organized a national pilgrim gathering in Lisbon on the evening of August 2nd, featuring Bishop Robert Barron of Winona Rochester as a main speaker, along with testimonies of faith and Eucharistic adoration. Despite the presence of international pilgrims as well, this gathering was a moment for Americans to get together and to make their voices heard in all their expressions before returning to international mix of World Youth Day. It's been super fun, said one pilgrim, to encounter people from different parts of the world, but to find people from the U.S. has been really impactful, says David Zamora, a 23-year-old seminarian from Los Angeles. He explains he's glad to see the faith alive in places where he speaks the same language and is familiar with the ways to worship. The U.S. is one of the most represented countries at World Youth Day, with more than 25,000 pilgrims coming to Lisbon, according to the USCCB. Some 60 bishops also come to accompany their young people. At this gathering, each bishop present got on stage and introduced himself in his diocese, causing the crowd to erupt in loud cheers every time, giving their prelates a celebrity treatment. Bishop Barron told the audience, let Christ come to live in you, set your heart on fire, and then you'll know who you are. Through your mission, you will find joy and transfigure the world. A wonderful event. I was on social media yesterday and I saw a post from the Archdiocese of Portland showing a picture of our Archbishop Alexander Sample along with pilgrims. Uh, He's growing a little bit of a beard for World Youth Day. No shave Youth Day, I think was the uh, term, and a nice hat to keep the sun off his brow. Very cool. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And you've heard more about it yesterday. It's running now through August 10th. It is the iconography exhibit at Mount Angel Abbey Library. Classical Iconography Institute continues the tradition of egg tempera iconography, which began over 30 years ago at Mount Angel Abbey. You can find details on this exhibit, plus many other things happening by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. We're going to head to the hilltop and talk with Abbott Jeremy. They have a wonderful new video. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Mantra Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mantra Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.44 here at Mater Day Radio. Some early morning patchy fog may keep temperatures a little cooler today. Looking out the window, we just see a few wispy clouds up in the sky, but it will clear out for a bright sunny afternoon. A red flag warning goes into effect this afternoon in central and eastern Oregon as wildfire danger ramps up. Here in the valley, though, expect temperatures climbing to about 87 degrees. Tonight, lows drop to near 60 degrees. Then tomorrow... Looks a whole lot like today. All right, 61 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And 62 degrees at the Pastoral Center right here in Portland. The Mount Angel Abbey has recently released a new video titled Portraits of Benedictine Peace and Community. It's really a beautiful presentation of life on the sacred hilltop that captures not only the physical existence of the monks at the Abbey, but also their spiritual and creative lives. Mount Angel Abbot Jeremy Driscoll narrates the video, and Abbot Jeremy joins us this morning to give us more insight into this wonderful production. Hey, good morning, Abbot Jeremy. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, David, and good morning to all your listeners. Well, I, I want to say that this video is just beautiful, as I mentioned in the open, very inspirational. It kind of opens with the camera zooming in on a monk, Brother Isaiah Vargas, I believe, He's sitting in the woods while working on a landscape painting of the monastery while set to some soothing music. You come in, Abbot Jeremy, as the narrator and say, and I quote here, Mount Angel Abbey is a place on the edge of the world, on the edge, but not 
over it. I just love that. Explain that a little bit and what you mean by that. Yeah, well, I'm trying to uh, say in a quick way for for our viewers that a monastic life is not uh, in the center of things. It's not It's not in downtown Portland. It's not in downtown anywhere. But we're in the country, but we're in the country. There's a symbolism in being in the country that when when you go to the edges of something, you see things in a different way. You have a different perspective. That's what monastic life offers the monks, but it's also what we want to offer our visitors to, to realize that from the edge you can see and understand things that you don't quite see when you're in the middle. It gives perspective, really. Yeah, and really it's symbolic, too, just from the standpoint that the Abbey sits on a hilltop, and I guess you could say it looks over the edge down into the valley, so it kind of works that way as well. Yeah, you know, monasteries are often traditionally built on a hill, and that's there's a symbolism to that, and Mount Angel works as a classic monastic site that way. It's a sign of ascending toward heaven, but it's also so that you can view the whole world and keep be mindful of it. Monks, um, when I said at the beginning of the video, uh, on the edge but not over the edge, we are connected with the world, but we're connected from the edge. But we want to be connected with the world, and we want to invite the world to share in our perspective. Yeah, and you also talk about, too, in the open, the spirit of St. Benedict. And talk about that spirit, because I know a lot of it has to do with welcoming. Yeah, um, St. Benedict, of course, guides everything in our life and and the whole video. It's a 20-minute video, you know, so when we call it portrait, we tell the story with pictures. But everything that we do, Benedict orders the whole day in a very rhythmic way that keeps us mindful of the presence of God, keeps us in communion with one another as brothers in the monastery. But Benedictine monasticism is very strong on welcoming guests. St. Benedict says, welcome them as Christ, that you receive Christ himself in the guests. So we are happy to receive guests and Actually, one of the reasons we made the video is so that more people would know about Mount Angel and feel that they could come here. Because, you know, life is getting pretty crazy for a lot of people, and uh, Mount Angel can function as an oasis because it's, it's on the edge, and somebody is glad to see you here. That's not happening in many places right. anymore. It's got, there's a, so it's a kind of antidote to a, a dark spirit that, that tends to move in the middle of things sometimes. You know, oftentimes I try to tell people who have not been to Mount Angel Abbey about the beauty and what's there, but it's it's really hard to describe sometimes without going there. I think this video has just, in baseball terminology, hit a home run. And yeah, thank you. I, yeah, thank you. I, I would say anybody who wants to learn about the Abbey, the hilltop, to get a real true sense of what it's like. This video does that. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with it, too. It somehow catches the mood of the place and the mood of the monks. Nobody talks in it except me, and it's not really me. I'm just the narrator. Right. You don't see me. You just hear my voice. And so what you're seeing is the monks doing their various things. It's beautifully filmed. It's professionally filmed by some friends of ours that have a, a video company in California. They, they came here to do that with us and for us. But uh, So it's beautifully filmed, 
But what, what's being filmed are monks doing what monks do, and that includes monks teaching seminarians and uh, monks receiving guests and monks uh, brewing beer and receiving guests at, at our brewery and in our coffee shop and all sorts of things. So the story is well told by the video. Oh, it really is. Again, we're speaking with Abbot Jeremy Driscoll. He narrates the video called Portraits of Benedict in Peace and Community. And I want to talk about peace because you, you mentioned, too, the importance of silence. And that video captures that as well. And again, it's just a beautiful part of the hilltop. Yeah, monks have the practice of silence. If you, if we, we use that expression, practice silence. And it's probably a good expression, you know. It, it takes practice to be silent. Uh, but we have we have rules of silence, especially in the early hours of the morning and and in the in the evening hours. But but we also have the practice of silence in the monastery all day long. We if we have to talk, we we do that not in the corridors or in anywhere like that, but uh, in our our rooms or in our offices. There's no extra noise on the hilltop, so silence is so that we can be made more aware of the presence of God. And, and that's also, it's you know, like we're silent together with one another as monks. It's not so that I'm not bugged by the guy that's next to me. That's not why I'm silent. Being silent with other people, like we eat in silence, we might walk down the corridors in silence. That's a, that's a deeper communion is created if you, if you practice that. And so uh, the whole hilltop is silent. It's not that people don't talk, but when you come onto the property... You feel that silence just because it's practiced in general, mm. and things move at a at a more careful pace when people are being silent. And of course, you have the beautiful retreat center there as well. And you talk about, and I love these words that you use in the video about people who come to the hilltop to be renewed and be refreshed. And that, again, this day and age, those are two really beautiful words. Yes. You know, we, we did uh, renew and refresh the retreat house building. Four years ago, we completed that, and we expanded it as well. And one of the reasons we did that is because in the last 10 years, even a little more than that perhaps, more and more people uh, need a space like this and are coming here. And so uh, that was a big decision of the monks of Mount Angel to to renew the guest house so that we could share renewal with people and and so I just invite your listeners to to look into that they would be most welcome to to come here for the for a day or for a few days uh, that's that's possible for them mm, wonderful again the video is portraits of benedictine peace and community I highly, highly recommend that you go to the Mount Angel Abbey website. It's mountangelabbey.org. You can view the video there, as Abbot Jeremy said. It's about 20 minutes in length, and it is a beautiful 20 minutes. So, uh, Abbot Jeremy, as we wrap it up this morning, I'm wondering if you could end us with a prayer and a blessing. I'd be happy to. Let's pray together. Praise to you, God our Father all thanksgiving to you for the gift of life and for the gift of redemption in your Son, whom you sent to us in the flesh, crucified for our sins and raised up for our justification. Bless the world with the peace that comes from Christ's victory. 
Bless the listeners today. Bless our world with the peace that comes only through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Abba Jeremy Driscoll, Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary. Abba Jeremy, again, beautiful, beautiful video. Thank you so much for narrating that and giving it to us. Thank you, David. Thanks for thanks for talking with me this morning. Absolutely. Well, God bless and have a wonderful day. You too. It is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio, a wonderful video that you will going to be able to see on the line. I will include a link where you can get right to Mount Angel Abbey, watch that video, and just read about all of the wonderful things that are going on there on the hilltop. Matra Day Radio, all of our shows are made into podcasts. You can go right to the main page at matradayradio.com, look at all of the podcasts and find out what is going on. You'll also have great access on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 757 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, the Mega Millions still up for grabs. We'll have the details for you coming up. And it takes up an entire city block in Portland. Powell's Books, you always need help finding what you need, but if workers go and strike... Where are you going to look? I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we venerate a great saint of the British Isles, Saint Waltheof of Melrose. Born in the year 1100, Waltheof was the second son of Simon, Earl of Huntington and Maud, and the grandniece of William the Conqueror. Even as a young child, Waltheof felt drawn to the church and religious life. But while he was still a boy, his father died. His mother, wanting to give her two sons as much opportunity as possible, chose to remarry and moved the family to Scotland, where she became the wife of King David I. It was during his time in King David's court that Waltheof's faith truly flourished. He became a student of St. Alred of Rivoul, who was master of the royal household. 
Under the master's guidance, he chose to become a religious and left Scotland to join the Augustian canon in Yorkshire. While there, he was chosen to be a prior of the monastery and became known for his rigorous asceticism. But still yearning for a more radical life of self-denial, he left the monastery after only a few years to join the more austere life of a Cistercian monk. Waltheof quickly drew attention as a man of strong conviction, and after only four years of living as a Cistercian, he was elected to become the abbot of Melrose, a newly founded monastery at the time. It was there that he would remain for the rest of his life. As abbot, and with the help of his stepfather, King David, Waltheof established two other monasteries in both Caltrum and Kinross in Scotland. Waltheof's strength of character continued to endear people to him. In 1154, he was offered an appointment as Archbishop of St. Andrews in Scotland, but he refused the opportunity, feeling himself too lowly for such a prominent position. Throughout his life, Waltheof remained a humble man of deep faith and strong self-discipline, with a kind of gentle disposition toward everyone he encountered. He is said to have had visions of Christ during the feasts of Christmas, the Passion, and Easter. He worked miracles, multiplying food, healing the sick and blind, and even had visions of heaven and hell. Waltheof died of old age in 1160 and was buried at Melrose Abbey. His inspiring life of faith was one of dedicated self-discipline and love of Christ above everything else. St. Waltheof of Melrose, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. The chairman of the U.S. Bishops' Peace Committee this week urged Catholics to pray fervently for progress in nuclear arms control, warning of the thousands of nuclear weapons in the world today and the horrors that would result from a nuclear exchange. Rockford Bishop David Malloy, who serves as chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on International Justice and Peace, issued a statement ahead of the 78th anniversary of U.S. bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those attacks brought about an end to World War II at the cost of upwards of 200,000 Japanese civilian lives. They remain to date the only use of nuclear weapons in war. Bishop Malloy in his statement said that in the decades since those bombings, the development of nuclear weapons and threat of nuclear war has continued while arms control architecture is dissolving. Catholic authorities have been warning about the threat of nuclear war for decades. St. Paul VI in 1968 called for putting an end to the nuclear arms race, while St. John Paul II in 1981 urged humanity to make a moral about-face in order to avoid nuclear annihilation. Pope Francis last year, meanwhile, argued that the use of nuclear weapons, as well as their mere possession, is immoral. Providence St. Vincent Medical Center physicians have overwhelmingly voted to unionize. 87% of the members voted in favor of the unionization, with just five hospitals voting against it. In June, nurses went on strike at Providence. Both nurses and hospitalists said they need more staffing 
Hospitalists also said they want to be compensated for hours worked at the hospital past their shifts and want a voice in decision-making. In a statement, Providence officials said it respects the unionization decision of Providence Medical Group Hospitals. It stated that Providence has a long history of working collaboratively with unions and plans to negotiate in good faith over the terms of a first contract. And workers at Powell Books have voted to authorize a possible strike amid ongoing union contract negotiations with the famous independent Portland bookstore. The union announced the results of the vote Wednesday and said the strike authorization received 92% approval. The vote does not mean a strike will necessarily happen, but it authorizes union bargaining team to call for a strike at its discretion. The union said it has asked the bookstore to continue negotiations at the bargaining table, but that the vote signals that it will respond accordingly if the company does not do so. The union added that it is asking the public for support, but not calling for a boycott of the bookstore. KGW reached out to Powell's Books for comment, and the store said to them in a statement, We're hopeful that we will reach an agreement soon that is sustainable and honors our employees. Well, the Mega Millions Grand Prize grew further past the billion-dollar mark after no winning ticket claimed the jackpot at Tuesday night's drawing. The estimated jackpot for the next drawing tomorrow night, $1.25 billion dollars. That would be the fourth largest prize in Mega Millions history, according to lottery officials. Friday's anticipated drawing will be the 31st since the jackpot was last won in New York on April 18th. Now, while no one hit the jackpot Tuesday, the drawing proved lucky for some. One ticket sold in Texas won $4 million by matching the first five numbers and activating the mega plier. You know what the mega plier is? What's, that's why you like to pay an extra buck, I think. Okay, so that's yeah. like the the power player, whatever. Yeah, that right. If you don't get the the Powerball, you still get two million dollars. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, uh, six other tickets won a million bucks, by the way. Nice. Yeah. So just a reminder, kids. So when you uh, try to understand what billion means, the difference between point two and point three billion dollars, yeah, is one hundred million dollars. <laughs> that's amazing. And it is growing rapidly. I know. The United States Geological Survey reported a magnitude 4.0 earthquake Tuesday morning off the southern Oregon coast, about 117 miles southwest of Coos Bay. The earthquake happened around 1126 a.m. It had a recorded depth of about eight miles. On the USGS webpage for Quake, nobody had reported even feeling the quake as of 1 p.m. Tuesday. There were no reported injuries. Earthquakes in the Pacific Ocean off the Oregon coast are very common. Since July 14th, there have been 15 recorded earthquakes within a 155-mile radius of Tuesday's earthquake. Tuesday's quake registered as the third strongest during that time frame behind a magnitude 4.6 earthquake on July 14th and a magnitude 4.4 earthquake July 29th. Both of those earthquakes located about 143 miles west of Bandon. Yeah, they get a lot of those off the southern Oregon coast it's, there. It's an active area. Yeah. You said eight miles deep. I didn't realize the ocean was that deep right there. <laughs> That's pretty deep. That's deep ocean. Uh, in sports, a shocker at the FIFA Women's World Cup. For the first time in their history, powerhouse Germany 
has been eliminated in the group stage. It happened after the Germans were held to a 1-1 draw with South Korea. Combine that with Morocco's win over Colombia, and that was that for the German team. So the knockout round of 16 teams now set, beginning with Switzerland, taking on Spain tomorrow evening. The Americans will play Sweden early Sunday morning. That'll be 2 a.m. our time, so you can stay up and watch Okay, on Tuesday? Tuesday, 2 a.m. Okay. Other matches include (laughs) Japan versus Norway, the Netherlands, South Africa, England, Nigeria, Australia, Denmark, Colombia, Jamaica, and France against Morocco. The prayer to the Archangel Michael was composed in 1884 by Pope Leo XIII. Having celebrated Mass, the Pope remained after to pray his prayer of thanksgiving at the altar. As he was ending his prayer, he heard a locution. That's a conversation between two voices, one gentle and the other harsh, he said. The conversation seemed to consist of a boast by Satan that although Jesus said the gates of hell would not prevail against it, he could, in fact, destroy the church with just a little more time and power, 75 to 100 years. Now, according to Father Domenico Pacino, who testified in witness to the event, Pope Leo's expression was one of horror and awe. Something unusual and grave was happening in him, he said. And this is what he wrote. Finally, as though coming to his senses, he lightly but firmly tapped his hand and rose to his feet. He headed for his private office. He retuned, following anxiously and solicitly whispering, Holy Father, are you not feeling well? Do you need anything? He answered, nothing, nothing. About half an hour later, he called for the secretary of the Congregation of Rights and handed him a sheet of paper, requested that it be printed and sent to all the ordinaries around the world. That prayer would become known as the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. And two years later, the Pope decreed that it would be recited at the end of Mass throughout the church. This practice was continued until the Second Vatican Council, which ended the practice while recommending that the faith will continue the devotion in private. However, in September 2018, Archbishop Alexander Sample directed us in the Archdiocese of Portland to recite the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel after every Mass for the protection of the Church. I remember that. You remember when that happened? I do indeed. And we still do it today. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning this Friday, running to August 20th, it is the 24th annual William Bird Festival. This annual festival returns to Portland in August, featuring services sung by cantores in Ecclesia. Lectures will be given by leading scholars Karen McCarthy, William Cart, and Katie Bank, and illustrated recitals by ensembles directed by internationally renowned bird expert Ross Duffin and William Dawes. The complete schedule includes an organ recital, five liturgical services, four public lectures, and three concerts. Nice. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You know, you just mentioned Archbishop Sample. We're going to hear from the Archbishop in Voice of the Shepherd, a clip coming up right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. It's barbecue time once again at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. Hi, it's Brenda from the Morning Blend. Join me and the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows for their 60th annual family barbecue on Sunday, August 6th. Hello, this is Sister Anne-Marie. And this is Sister Therese. Be a part of our celebration of family, friends, and good food. You can choose takeout drive through or eat outside on the retreat grounds. We will be serving you your favorites, including mouth-watering hamburgers, pulled pork, or grilled chicken. Find all the details at olpretreat.org. Mark your calendars for Sunday, August 6th, as the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their 60th annual family barbecue. Catch this tasty summer treat with Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We'll, we'll see, see you there. there. And it is 812 at Mater Day Radio. Who's emceeing that uh, picnic? I don't know. Yeah. God, please pray for her. I think so. Please. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it will be nice. So uh, you got that going for you. Uh, Going to be hazy today. Looks like uh, maybe a few morning clouds out there, but we're looking good here. It's it's very clear. 87 degrees, you're high. Sunny skies. Maybe a little haze again overnight tonight, low of 61. And then for Friday, right around 88 degrees and pretty much in the high 80s, 90-ish, right on through the weekend. Currently 62 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. And 61 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. Every Tuesday at 7.30, we get another episode of Voice of the Shepherd with host Dana Marie Hale and our Archbishop Alexander Sample. This week, they had a special guest join them, Father Kieber, talking about Hispanic ministries. Here's a portion of this week's episode. 
You know, the, I can tell you as a member uh, of the conference, U.S. Co- Bishops Conference, USCCB, this is a constant mm-hmm. theme of concern, pastoral concern for the bishops of the United States to more effectively uh, take care of and include also uh, the Hispanic community uh, in, in the life of the church and, and minister in an effective way with them. Um, you know, this actually, this pastoral plan that we just approved at the June bishops meeting is the sort of fruit, if you will, of the Quintincuentro process that, that happened uh, some years ago. And unfortunately, all of this sort of, sort of got, you know, delayed and, and, and put on a hold a little bit because of the whole pandemic thing, because this, this document should have been out much, much sooner uh, and a much more timely response to that. You know, that, that Quintincuentro process was a, a multi-year process building into the national event. And I can tell you, I was at the national event, and there was such an energy and such an excitement there. And then, unfortunately, it kind of fizzled as we waited for, okay, where, where's, where's, what's the plan? You know, they literally say, okay, what's the plan? Where's the plan? Well, now here it is. So this is really the the fruit of that. And, and why this is of such great concern really for the U.S. bishops is because, you know, we have, it's estimated there are 30 million Hispanic Catholics in the church in the United States. That's 30 million of our brothers and sisters, part of the church, that are an integral, vibrant, important, essential part of the life of our church. Um, we We have to be attentive to this population. I mean, we have many cultural groups within mm-hmm. the church and even here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but you know, the fact is, I think it's, it's estimated right now probably 50% or more of the folks that are actually at Sunday Mass uh, each week are from the Hispanic and Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that you know I don't and I I've, I've said this many times before and it's become something I, I really emphasize. This isn't about the church ministering to mm-hmm. a group of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this group of people, they are the church. Mm-hmm. They're us. They're not. They're they're not this this side group over here that the church is going to minister to. Mm-hmm. No. They are the church. They're part of our community. We're one community. We, I would rather say we minister with them. We, we, we walk with them. We journey with them. We, mm-hmm. we build them up. Uh, we want to build leadership. And, and, you know, there's some startling statistics out there that really are, are, have gotten the bishop's attention. You know, in, in, in the year 2010, so 13 years ago, 67% of Hispanics and Latinos in the United States identified as Catholic. Mm-hmm. In 2022, just a year ago, that number had dropped to 43 mm. percent, hmm. and that's that's startling. Um, and it's even worse among young uh, Hispanics and Latinos in that age group of, of 18 to 29. Only 30 mm-hmm. percent of that age group uh, identify as Catholic. Uh, and this is, you know, from a from a population that, you know, one time you could almost just said is 100 mm-hmm. percent Catholic. So this is a real wake up call that, you know, I mean, it's a problem in the broader church and, 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 and the, the, the people that are no longer identifying as Catholic and, and living the faith. But it's 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 rather alarming in this in this community. And, and so there needs to be a response. And this pastoral plan is an attempt on the part of the church in the United States to respond to the reality and to, to minister in a, in a more beautiful way. First of all, Archbishop, you've increased my reading material. This is about 60 pages. <laughs> it's a huge it's document. A I wonder document. if you could make the, the documents a little shorter. But anyways, uh, uh, I, I really do like how the bishops emphasize uh, 
what what the Hispanic culture brings to the U.S. church, and a profound faith in God's providence, for example, appreciation as life as a gift from God, love for the family, authentic Marian devotion. So you can just kind of tick off all these things that, that uh, our Hispanic brothers and sisters bring to us, and that's, that's transforming us. I mean, you go, to, you go to Walmart or whatever, and you see everything in Spanish, you know, <laughs> where, where the work equipment is, and also in uh, you know, buying groceries. And uh, I love salsa, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, the bishops start off with that. And then they, they talk about, too, you know, the purpose of the national plan. And that's to, to help to strengthen the church's response to this Latino presence, but also to embrace and foster the contributions of Hispanic Latinos as missionary disciples. And uh, so they talk about that. And then... They, they, they quote uh, Pope Francis at the end. It's always good when the, when the archbishops and bishops quote <laughs> the Holy Father, right? <laughs> so uh, he, says, he says that Pope uh, St. John Paul II says, The American continent has recognized in the mestiza face of the Virgin of Tepeyac and Blessed Mary of Guadalupe an impressive example of perfectly enculturated evangelization. We need this same missionary spirit to create, to continue to create a culture of encounter and to animate our pastoral ministries over the next 10 years, helping us to journey together as joyful missionary disciples going forth in solidarity and mercy. So I think that that idea is that, is that as the Hispanics come to the United States, as immigrants come here and... Uh, integrate with the existing church, something new happens, you know, a new culture, a new, and, and that's what happened when Our Lady Guadalupe appeared to Juan Diego. And in fact, in 2031, we're going to be celebrating 500 year anniversary of that apparition. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then two years later, 2000 years of Christianity. And so this, this is really a 10 year plan that, uh, that the bishops are calling us to for Hispanic ministry. So it's, I'm very glad you did this, but I would like it a little shorter, yeah. Archbishop. I, 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 uh, Father Mike, don't, 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 uh, don't feel bad that you're, you feel that way because I felt the same way in preparation for the June meeting and having to approve this document. I thought, yeah. holy man, I don't have time to read every word of this and scrutinize and make yeah. uh, offer amendments or anything because it's 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 quite it's quite a piece of work. But that's I, what your that's what your director of Hispanic Ministry right. does. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're supposed to absorb it and summarize it all for me. But but I think you know one of the things that that the Bishops, and I'm, I'm glad, Father Mike, that you're, you're pointing that out. That that this isn't this isn't about just assimilating a, a culture or a group of people into the existing culture here in the United States. But they bring their own experience, yep. their own culture, their own expression and spirituality mm -hmm. as a, as an enrichment of mm -hmm. the church in the United States. And we really need to see it this way. And I have mm -hmm. to say. That I get very angry, actually, when I, I pick up any sentiments uh, among you know folks here in in the archdiocese of any kind of uh, uh, resentment, if you will, almost of this encroachment. You know, you, you, that like people feel like this is this is a, an enrichment. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a bringing something new. 
And that is our Archbishop Alexander Sampin with special guest, Father Kieber. He is the Director of Hispanic Ministries for the Archdiocese of Seattle. And that is a voice of the Shepherd, of course, hosts our good friend Dina Marie every Tuesday. You can hear those episodes. That is a portion of this week's episode. If you want to hear the full show, you can catch the podcast. If you go to our website, materdayradio.com, you can also listen right from your smartphone on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. Anyone who's tried to teach a child to read knows how difficult the task can be at times. As mothers, we do our best to prepare them for this experience, but the reality is a lot of time and effort is required to instruct these little souls. St. John Christendom urges us to struggle in the interior life, just like a child at school, learning to read and write. First, the saint reminds us that these little children learn to stroke and progress slowly. If we divide up the virtues into different parts, moving along the path of a virtuous life, one at a time. He says, let us link virtue together and write them on our soul. We have to do all of this in our own home, with our friends, with our wives and our children, and for us, with our husbands. Let us not give up on the interior battle to grow in virtue, much like a child learning to read. The more we put these virtues into practice, the easier it will be to overcome our difficult areas. For if we start with a small goal, like not speaking badly of others or lashing out in anger, we can hopefully see progress with the help of Christ. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to grow in the virtues step by step. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by being a better person. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. 
What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio in the Oregonian newspaper. Going to make some changes. We'll have the story in the news. And Bishop Barron takes the stage at World Youth Day to address American pilgrims. But many from around the world... Well, they wanted to join in on his address also. I'll have that story for you coming up in the news. Here is Matthias Michael, You're What I Need. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Why did I think this life was mine? Couldn't find a love of any kind. Consumed in all my selfish pride Into the darkness I was blind You're what I need You're what I
is Matthias Michael. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. From Lisbon, Portugal, Pope Francis on Wednesday reflected on the urgency of taking up again the prayer of adoration before the tabernacle to recover the taste and passion for evangelization in a message addressed to bishops, priests, deacons, consecrated women, religious and seminarians. He said, I would like to ask a question here, but each one should answer it interiorly. How do I pray? Like a parrot, he said, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or taking a nap in front of the tabernacle because I don't know how to talk to the Lord. Only in adoration, he says, only before the Lord can the taste and passion for evangelization be recovered. He said this during his homily for Vespers on August 2nd. Using the example of a young saint from Lisbon, St. John of Brito, he recalled that all Catholics are called to immerse our nets in the time in which we live, to dialogue with everyone, to make the gospel understandable, even when so we may run the risk of a storm. You know, Pope Francis has a great tweet of the day to the young people at World Youth Day. Communication in the church has come a long way. First, monks had to transcribe the Bible by hand. Then came the Gutenberg Press. And now, there's Twitter. It's the Pope's Tweet of the Day. So here is Pope Francis' Tweet of the Day. Self-preservation is a temptation. If winter were to never end, we would not marvel at the spring. Have the courage to replace your fears with dreams don't be managers of fears, but entrepreneurs of dreams. Oh, be an entrepreneur of dreams. Isn't that great. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are a member of the Oregon Health Plan, a heads up, hackers have breached the computer system of a technology contractor to the Oregon Health Plan and gained access to the personal information of as many as 1.7 million clients. PH Tech said the breach probably took place on May 30th. The information gained through the hack is believed to include names, birth dates, social security numbers, mailing and email addresses, as well as health records. Dave Baden, interim director at the Oregon Health Authority, is urging OHP members to activate credit monitoring as a precaution. Now, this is the second time hackers have accessed Oregonians' personal data through the software. The Oregon Department of Transportation announced in June that the state DMV had fallen victim to the hackers and that all holders of Oregon's driver's licenses could have their personal information breached. A federal jury in Pennsylvania has decided in favor of the death penalty for Robert Gregory Bowers, the man convicted of murdering 11 people in Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue in 2018, the deadliest single attack on a Jewish community in the history of the United States. Bowers wounded six others, including four police officers in the attack. He took as many as six months to plan. The case took more than four years to come to trial, owing to a complicated series of legal issues, including applicable 
federal statutes, competence of the defendant to stand trial, and admissibility of certain evidence. Bishop David Zubik of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, who personally knew three of the victims, issued a statement on Wednesday saying he hopes Wednesday's verdict will bring closure to so much pain on the victims' families, to all our Jewish sisters and brothers, and on all our Western Pennsylvania community and beyond. He goes on to say, my heart and the prayers of all the people of the Diocese of Pittsburgh are with those who lost loved ones. Well, the Oregonian newspaper is going to be making some changes. Beginning January 1st, the paper will no longer print on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, bringing an end to 142 years of daily print publications. The newsroom will continue to publish digital editions of the newspaper and stories on Oregon Live seven days a week. The company moved to four-day-a-week home delivery a decade ago. It continued to print a small run of papers on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, primarily for newsstand sales. At the time, newsstand sales were at about 15,000 a day. Today, the number of so-called single-copy sales have dwindled to about 3,600. It's really been a tough run for the print industry as the Internet and other digital platforms have taken over readership affecting hundreds of newspapers across the country. Prices are up and free pancakes are out, but the slogan for this year's Clark County Fair promises that it is still where farm meets fun. The fair's return last year after a two-year pandemic pause met an appreciative audience. Attendance in 2022 reached over 285,000 people. That's about 14% higher than the last fair before COVID-19. This year's fair begins on Friday and continues through August 13th, brings a few tweaks to the uh, lineup. Adult admission is up from $11.25 to an even $12 this year. And gone is the free pancake breakfast that has been a tradition on opening day of the fair since at least 1989. Fred Meyer, which took over sponsorship of opening day breakfast, decided earlier this year to forego the free flapjacks in favor of writing a donation check to Clark County Food Bank. The supermarket chain is still sponsoring free admission on opening day. Today is the last day to snag a coupon at participating Fred Meyer stores that's redeemable for free entry to the fair between 10 and 1 o'clock Friday. If you're going to park your own vehicle, it's going to be $8, but you can take the free shuttle service to the fair through C-Trans. It's Picking up at Paces and Fisher's Landing and Vancouver Mall, Battleground, Ridgefield, and La Center. They've got a good lineup for opening weekend, too. Friday, opening night, Trace Atkins is playing. Free seating is available. Saturday, George Thorogood and Mm -hmm. the Destroyers. That should be a fun night. Then Sunday... Blue Oyster Colt nice. is playing at right. 7 o'clock. There's the Demolition Derby on Wednesday, the Tough Trucks on Friday, and then Sunday, August 13th. David, your favorite monster trucks are going to be there that? on display. That. So one thing I would say from personal experience is don't <laughs> eat a bunch of pancakes and then go on the Roundup. Oh, not a not a not, good idea. Not a not, good combination. Not a good combo. Uh, yeah. Not for you nor your fellow passengers. <laughs> Very huh? true.
love hearing that. Believe it or not, the NFL preseason starts tonight. It is the annual Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. Features the New York Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. Broadcast time, 5 o'clock on NBC. You know what we've done? Uh, you've gotten a new big screen TV for this season. No, but we did order a pizza for oh, tonight. You already got it lined uh, it's, up. It's, it's already uh, ready to go because I said, no, I'm, I'm sitting down watching this game. So <laughs> what are you going to pair that slice of pizza with? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I'll think about that over the course of the day. Maybe you have some recommendations for me. So this will be the Cleveland Browns sixth time in playing in the Hall of Fame game. Their most recent appearance Canton came in 1999. Jets have played twice in Canton, but not since 1992. So here's what I'm looking for in tonight's contest. Will Aaron Rodgers play for the Jets? He was recently traded from the Green Bay Packers, where he was for years, you know, MVP guy. So a lot of people are looking forward to him and the Jets. I don't know if he'll play, though. That's a question. My prediction is is that he will be on the field for at least the first drive. Okay. He's got to be the quarterback to throw out the first pass. All right. And then he'll hit the sidelines. Let me write this down. Brenda says. Brenda said. He's going to be on the first drive. All right. We'll look for it. Okay. The U.S. bishops organized a national pilgrim gathering in Lisbon on the evening of August 2nd, featuring Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, as a main speaker, along with testimonies of faith and Eucharistic adoration. Despite the presence of international pilgrims as well, this gathering was a moment for Americans to get together and make their voices heard in all their expressions before returning to the international mix. It's been a super fun to encounter people from different parts of the world, said one person. To find people from the U.S. has been really impactful. David Zamor is a 23-year-old seminarian from the Los Angeles region, and he explains he's glad to see the faith alive in places where he speaks the same language. The U.S. is one of the most represented countries at World Youth Day with more than 25,000 pilgrims coming to Lisbon, according to the USCCB. Some 60 bishops have also come to accompany their young people. At the gathering, each bishop present got on stage and introduced himself as his diocese, causing the crowd to erupt in loud cheers every time their prelates a celebrity treatment. Now, Bishop Barron told the audience, let Christ come to live in you, set your hearts on fire, and then you'll know who you are. Through your mission, you will find joy and transfigure the world. Mm. Amen to that. Of course, mm-hmm. I said in our first hour, our Archbishop Alexander Sample there with a group of young pilgrims. Yeah. A very nice picture posted him. Uh, in case you uh, won't recognize him, he's the one with the beard and the hat in yeah. the middle of all Saw these that. young people. That's great. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at noon, it is the monthly healing mass in honor of St. Peregrine that is happening at the Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. We also know it as the Grotto. At this mass, a blessing with the relic of St. Peregrine will be offered. And remember, you can find details at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So this has been, if you didn't know, Bring a Friend to Work Day. It is. Yes. And so it's my friend. Yes, it is your friend and our friend. Everybody's (laughs) friend. Everybody's friend. friend. You're going to hear from who our friend is right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Atheists often justify their atheism by saying there's no scientific evidence for God. But this is problematic for two reasons. First, science can no more detect God than a metal detector can detect plastic cups. God, who is immaterial, is beyond the scope of scientific inquiry because science is restricted to detecting matter. This leads to a second critique. The argument confuses method with reality. Science's inability to detect God says nothing whether or not God exists. It's simply a manifestation of the limitations of its detecting powers. To say God doesn't exist because science can't detect him is to confuse the limitations of the method for knowing reality with what is real. So it really doesn't matter that science can't detect God and therefore is not a justifiable reason to be an atheist. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Is 844 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a nice day today. Again, kind of warm, high 87 degrees under sunny skies. Maybe a few morning clouds today. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 61, and then maybe a little hazy tomorrow on Friday, then mostly sunny with a high of 88. Currently, it is 63 degrees at the Proto Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver, and 64 degrees at St. Teresa Church in Portland. It's good to the last drop. A second cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. Oh, it's a good morning for a second cup. I'm going to get my volume turned down here. And I have to make sure that the microphone is all set up here because... We've had a special guest, a mouse, so to speak, that has been in the corners of the studio this morning, kind of looking on from mm-hmm. the side. She's been watching very uh, diligently how you <laughs> operate the board. You know, she's new to radio. So, oh. yeah, she's, she's... How do I do that again? <laughs> how do oh, I do that goodness. again? <laughs> it's like riding a bike from what <laughs> I hear. Like training That's wheels. right. It's Dina Marie. How are you? Oh, David, Brenda, I am just fabulous. I just thought I'd hitch a ride and uh, my most 
most favorite chauffeur, got in our big limo there in Longview, and we took off about 440, well, actually it was 450 a.m. to get here. Uh, but yeah, thanks for bringing me on your bring a friend to work day, Brenda. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. So me and the good deacon, we are taking a little trip next week. And Dina Marie, we're so grateful for yeah. your presence and your time to come. And you're going to be on the morning blend next week I for know, a few I, days. Did so. you tell David? Because what? I thought. <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? I know. Well, that's okay. We're going to have a good time. Yes. We're going to have a good time. I think you guys are long, long time friends, of course, doing the morning drive. The morning right? drive. Yeah. yeah. Many years ago. So the morning blend, morning drive. You know what it all boils down to? Good, joyful Catholic fun. Yeah. We started back in the 1950s when radio That's was right. really coming in, That's and right. uh, we've been uh, we've been going on ever <laughs> since. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll have a great time. So I'm glad you're going to do it. Well, the month of August is fabulous, and I I pulled Brenda's calendar off the wall because it's chock full of saints of the day and feast days. Did you know yesterday was the feast of Our Lady? Of the angels, you know, Mother Mary of the angels. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. that's her Sisters feast of day. Reparation. Well, she happy said, feast day. August second is my feast day of Our Lady of the Angels. So I thought, wow, it's great that we can celebrate these things on Catholic Radio. It's important so to get your calendars out and mark down some important dates. Usually at around the first or second of the month, we have a second cup where we remind everybody of the important things that are coming up during the month. You don't want to forget those celebrations. So if you happen to run into Mother Mary today, you can wish her a belated happy feast Mm -hmm. day. If we can do a belated birthday, you can have a belated happy feast day. So from here, though, August, I, I'm seeing those back to school commercials oh, already boy. starting to come on, but <laughs> sure. backpacks. It, 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 it's all in there. So amidst all of the other activity, there's some few things you don't want to forget about. Now, I have been talking about the wonderful Our Lady of Peace Retreat barbecue. It is coming up on Sunday. God bless them. They, in their wisdom, have asked me to come and, and be a part of that and, and MC. So come say hello and transfigure your yeah. figure because it's the Feast of the Transfiguration <laughs> also on Sunday. Yeah, it's always a wonderful event. And uh, Sister Anne Marie, of course, uh, she joins us quite regularly to hear about what's going on at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. And and you go out there quite a bit, Dina Marie. I do. And yeah. I know the corn on the cob, the watermelon, the Knights of Columbus are going to get everything going. This is usually the crazy time, just a few days before the barbecue, just the setup, the tents. You know, there's usually family. Sister Anne Marie has family members who fly in from other parts of the country. They come in and uh, just to see the enthusiasm of the sisters and all of the friends and family members the trail life a usa council that is sponsored by the sisters they're going to be out there uh kind of helping with the takeout i believe in the drive-through this year so it's so much fun and i and i think you should get some of those old 50s and 60s tunes out uh, brenda when you're doing the music because i think that might be part of the i think they call it the saint walk you know, it's kind of like a cakewalk where you walk around and you have to land on a saint. Okay. And if you didn't get one, you, you there's prizes or things. But you need some inspirational some inspiration, music. Some inspiration. Mm-hmm. A little bit of dancing a little music bit of, that'll yeah, get those saints moving. All right. But chanting. my big question is, Dina Marie, so this will be my first time attending. Do you do the half a grilled chicken? Oh. The pulled pork? 
Mm-hmm. Or the mouth-watering hamburgers and cheeseburgers. I mean, with Bill Snyder, right? We have to do the pulled pork in honor of Bill Snyder. He was a part of that for so many years when he served here at Modern Day Radio. And so I love, you're not going to, you're going to go happy with no matter what you, you what you get. It's going to be delicious. But I do favor the pulled pork. Yeah. Okay. I put the sauce on there. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to get your chips, and it's going to be great. Beans, watermelon. I will make a couple of trips. If I try a couple of meals, that gives me the opportunity to make a couple of trips over to the uh, dessert booth, too. The dessert. You can't miss that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The Widows of Zarephath, I think, is what it's called, and they have serious desserts. I mean... Yeah, don't eat too much because you've got to save room for the dessert. There's always dessert. <laughs> I will keep that in mind, of course, our Lady of Peace barbecue coming up this Sunday. Sunday. David, as part of our spiritual renewal here at Matra Day Radio, we as a group take on a Bible or a book study. Yeah. We pick a study. This time around, we picked up a book. And thank you to Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager. She offered us this book on Edith Stein, Mm -hmm. also known as St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. That's been a powerful book, and her feast day so happens to be coming up on the 9th. It's it's just an incredible story of Edith Stein, and we, as you said, we just finished it. But if you want to know more about her and her journey to sainthood, I highly recommend it. It's really an incredible story. It was powerful, and of course, she was a Jewish woman in Germany and during the Second World War, and her faith is just incredible, and it's just a powerful story, and it tells so much of the background of what was happening during the time, too. So her feast day coming up, of course, August August 9th. Mm -hmm. So moving through the calendar, a big feast day, the 15th. I'm so excited for this, this day. Uh, I have my fingers crossed that this is the day that I get to meet my granddaughter. I don't know if that'll happen. She's going to come in her own time. But Dina Marie, it's a great feast day. Yeah, I know. The Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Of course, it is a holy day of obligation. It's a beautiful day. You know, and this is what we believe about our Blessed Mother, that she was assumed into heaven. And so it's. I've had a couple of opportunities to be at the Grotto on this feast day. And it is so wonderful to be at a place like the Grotto, go to a Mount Angel, go to our cathedral on these special feast days. But for sure, get to your local parish because it is a beautiful feast day to honor Our Lady. You know, there there is a lot of things coming up in August, and obviously check your calendar. But one thing I wanted to mention, because this is fast-forwarding into October, because we have our fall share coming up, Dina Marie going to be the host. I am? Yeah, you are. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> didn't know I that. can't wait. Yeah. I love the fall season, as yeah. you know, because it's right around Rosary Bowl time. In sure. fact, I'll have Rosary Bowl. Then that Monday will be here. So I'm, uh, I'll probably just sleep on a cot the whole time, <laughs> but I'm excited. I can't wait to hear the theme because I know there's still some 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 discussion about that. Working but on that. It'll yeah. be a beautiful thing to get people together for prayer and to praise the Lord. I think what we need to do right now is to praise the Lord and who will help us, our Blessed Mother. Absolutely. So lots of things to look forward to. Let's not get too far ahead into uh, September, October, because we want to make the most of this mm-hmm. last month of summer. Mm-hmm. It, yes, goes well into September, but we know that as we move into the school year, well, we want to make sure that well, we just live in the moment right now. So we hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Stephen Kaith, in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord of the harvest, your word finds a home in our hearts, calls us into community, and invites us to generous service of the human family. Bless with courage and spirit your priestly people call to full participation in the one body of Christ. May many choose to respond in public service to your call offered in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. Sunshine throughout the day today, high of 87 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 61, and then maybe a little haze for Friday, then mostly sunny, 88. Saturday, 90. Sunday, 89. So a nice weekend ahead. Currently, 64 degrees in the City of Roses. Closing out our show today, it's Sarah Kroger impossible things and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio Take my hand. 
Sarah Kroger and Impossible Things. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for the morning blend on this Thursday. David and Brenda with you, with special guest Dina Marie in the studio as yeah. well. Yeah, you for know, being I had us. so much fun. I'll come back on Thursday. Yeah, all right. Six o'clock, will you open the door for me? <laughs> we will do okay. that. Okay. Yes. Text first so I know. <laughs> Okay, I will. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. We hope you have a very blessed day.